never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do Hey guys and welcome back to Maddie Casanzo's podcast. So I have a super special guest today. There's three of them actually. Um, it's a young rising star, Jack Nunn. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah. I heard you're a little bit nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what nervous means? Nervous means you care. It's the best yeah. thing. Yeah. And he got he both his parents here. Um, and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump straight into it. I'm gonna try and. Keep it nice and short and sweet. And we're going to get to the point pretty quickly. So let's talk about straight into how did you get into racing, buddy? And do you want to give us a little bit of a background on you so far? Oh, well, Santa bought me a uh, mini bike for Christmas. Good old Santa. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. And um, so he got me a little CRF 50 Honda. And uh, since then, I've... When I wasn't able to ride it, I was sitting on dad's bikes and then I was old enough to ride it. So then we'd take it out to like my Nana Pop's farm and then we just, well, I just started riding around in circles really. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Cool. And how old are you, bud? I'm 10. Only 10. 11 in 11 months. 11 oh, months, but not 11 months. How long? <laughs> Three months. Three months, not counting or anything, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, and I don't know whoever wants to ask this, mum or dad, what gave you the idea to get Jacko a bike? Just because he's a young happy. boy and... That's a dad question. That's a Definitely. dad question, yeah. I don't really know either, I think. Were you riding beforehand? Only road bikes. Yeah, yeah okay. Never motocross, but I think Did you was... both ride road bikes? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we both do. But I don't, I don't know. I think maybe... We're converted just, to the dirt. More washing for mum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. He just... Um, yeah, he had a bit of a thing for it, I think. And then we just thought, bugger it, let's see what he thinks of it. And yeah, cool. And hasn't stepped off it since. Yeah, awesome. So how does it work, Jacko, when you start with like uh, one bike? This is going to be my base knowledge. When can you progress to like bigger bikes? Like how does that work? Well... When I moved off it, I think one of the reasons was because I was too tall for it and my okay. back was hurting. Yeah. And uh, also when uh, you, like, say you want to go faster and, like, it's like you're full pinned and yeah, okay. it's not going that fast <laughs> as you wanted to go. You wanted to go faster. Yeah. Time for a bigger bike. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, cool. And what's the hardest part about racing, do you think? Well, the hardest part is, I reckon, is that, well, first of all, you've got to train at home and, like, there's no, like, quitting or, like, giving up on when you're training hard. Yep. And one of the gate, uh, one of the times, like, say, when you're first on the gate, like, it's really nervous, so you're going to control your breathing. And sometimes it's just, well... Not falling off is yeah. one of them. <laughs> no, <it's fine. laughs> um, so how did you learn to control your breathing? Well, all I really thought about was when I – now I count to two, like go one, two, and then breathe out, and then I count in one, two, okay. and then I breathe out again. Yeah, slow your heart rate, slow your breathing. Yeah. That's very good. And 
what does it take to go the extra mile? We spoke about this before. There's lots of things and people just think you can just jump onto the bike and it does all the work for you. But what, what do you do? I know you just briefly touched on it, but what's, what's your part of going the extra mile? Like what's in your routine that you do that probably a normal kid may not do? Well, first of all, uh, I train four times a week. And four times, yeah? Yeah, and like instead of going to the gym and training for 25 minutes and basically just sitting around and not really trying, like you'd want to go to the gym, train as hard as you possibly can, then come home. Like we have a pool now, so like go swim in the pool. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. Recovery too. Yeah, and um, so you can lift 40, 40 kilos well, then you'd go to, say, try 45 kilos yeah. and then try to see how many, like, reps you can do of that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the bike, when you're training, just, like, push yourself as hard as you can. So you may not be at a racing intensity and you could, like, push yourself as hard as you possibly can. When you back off here, back off a little bit, uh, later than yeah. you w- normally would and s- still see if you can make the inside route so yeah okay so just go on the extra mile all the time yeah what's that quote that you you love from coach rob oh do you remember it uh no practice not practice oh, makes oh, perfect oh. but what yeah. is it uh practice uh train hard race easy yeah and is it perfect practice makes- oh perfect practice makes perfect yeah I like that. That's yeah, a good one. It's not one. just any old practice. You have to have perfect practice. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm going to throw it over to your parents for a little bit, give your voice a break. So <laughs> okay. what's the hardest part about being a parent and having – obviously, you've got both your kids in this sport. What's the hardest part for you guys? Whoever wants to answer it. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of hard parts, I guess, but yeah. um, probably financial. It's a big, massive – big chunk it's a big chunk yeah Yeah, it's a huge chunk but we try not to um I suppose we don't focus on that too much because we've always said Mads that we'd we'll eat baked beans every night yeah you know we wouldn't give up that's just what we'll do um for Jack to follow his dream I guess but um that's yeah it's a big part of it but we don't we don't talk about it too much in front of Jack Mm because he doesn't need to worry about that does he that's that's our issue it's not not Jack's issue, so we just keep plugging along. Yeah, and what about like in terms of like having the bike ready or like race day? Like, what's the hardest part? Probably there is it stressful. Like, do you find it stressful? I think there, at all? There's yeah. plenty of hours you got to spend in the garage, and um, yeah, having a a good relationship, I guess, to to know that uh, if if I'm in the garage doing what I'm doing on you know cleaning and servicing and prepping bikes that uh, Claire's inside doing the, the usual things that I would be doing, I guess, um, you know, the, the dinner and the, the yeah. bath, the, yeah. the bedtime and all that sort of stuff and yeah. while the dad's out there doing stuff to the bike. So there's there's a lot of hours that's spent in the shed. Yeah, so you, Claire kind of has to do a bit more because you've got to do the extras on the bike and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, it, takes it took a while for us to work that out that, you know, you're not – sitting in the shed twiddling your thumbs you're going as hard as you can to get yeah. back inside but it's just it just has to be done it's time consuming yeah. yeah yeah awesome and jacko 
We have some exciting news. So you've just come back from Australian titles and then recently on the weekend you did the Australian Supercross at Wynn Stadium. How were both those experiences? Well, the Australian titles was a really big experience and I learned heaps from it. I, uh, I was pretty nervous uh, going into both rounds and... The Aussie titles, I thought I did really well considering that uh, there were pretty good riders there. Yeah, well, what is it, top 40 in Australia? Yeah, yeah. top 40. Yeah, so riders. that's insane to be just just at that level, to just to turn up on that day and have your name there. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the biggest eye-opener at Australian titles? What's the biggest thing that you learnt? Well, it was actually the starts. The starts? The, yeah, um, why is that? The dirt there that they had on the start gates was really tacky and grippy. Yeah. So then I'm used to starting in third gear on my bike and uh, you would bog down when you, like, start in third gear. And I thought it was something with the bike, but it was only um, uh, second gear starts was the key there. Okay, how did you figure that one out? Did you figure it out yourself or did you... Like, how did you find it? I actually went third gear starts the whole time at the Aussies, but then when I went to an Oakdale round that they had, I it, that was really grippy again. So then I tried third gear at the start, mm-hmm. and it bogged down like just like it did at the Aussies. And I thought, well, I went out in the second race and tried third gear one more time, like if I can fan it one, like fan it or something. Yep. And the clutch. But then after that, I got a bad start once again. And then me, mum and dad had a conversation. Converse, conversation, yeah. Conversation so. about second gear and, like, if it would work or not. So then we went out to try it and I ended up pulling second round the corner. Okay. So yeah. so you're just saying just team second. effort. Yeah. You know, thought about. So what's the difference between second and third gear? Because obviously I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, third gear, I suppose it had would have higher revs and it's like mm-hmm. at the – it's third gear, say, at the middle of uh, like the rev range. Yep. First and second gear are like down low and then third gear is like right in the middle and then third and fourth gear right in the middle and yep. then fifth and sixth at the top. Yeah, okay. So then – You'd sort of have to be quite high revs yeah. with third gear. And I normally do quite high revs, but uh, it didn't really wasn't, turn out wasn't well. wasn't working. <laughs> no. no, that's all right. And what about the Supercross? What was the biggest thing you learnt in the Supercross? Well, it was definitely a bit of a... Say you go to the pump track, a BMX pump track, and like you're on the Supercross track, you're pumping a lot like as because we're not able to jump the big jumps that they have yeah. there. So we, like, are pumping, like, the jumps, trying not to get as air, as much air. Yeah. And the start was I actually did third gear start on this time and I ended up pulling third round the first turn. Yeah. And that really boosted my confidence. I yeah, you nailed that start. Yeah. I was there to witness. Um, <laughs> then... I had a friend of mine behind me and it was just a little bit faster than me, but I was able to hold him off and we were pushing push, pushing each other the whole time. Yeah. And we were trying our hardest and I was trying 
my hardest not to let him pass and he was trying his hardest not to he was trying his hardest to get round me yeah. and trying his hardest not to uh, let this guy behind him overtake. Yeah. So there's a lot of tactical stuff involved in racing, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just as easy as jumping on a bike. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard that your favourite part was the whoopses. Yeah, they're the best. Well, is that the whoops? Is the that the whoops? I don't know how to say it. Whoopses. The whoops. What are they called? The whoops. Whoops. Yeah, but there's multiple, so whoopses. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. There's more than just one. I have a method to my madness. Um, well, my favourite part was not the whoops. Um, they were uh, bigger than what of. Uh, trained on before and really deep and quite well narrow I suppose like quite close together so yeah. then when your back wheel is still on the down ramp of one your front wheel is just about to hit the up ramp of the and next the one. one yeah I noticed with the bigger bikes like because they can just like skim across because mm. they've got the, the structure of the bike to just go straight across so that's yeah. obviously how that's yeah. designed and I figured that one out myself <laughs> they were they were uh, like you know they're top pros and even some of them were going all over the place or not being able to skim across them because they were that big. Yeah. What was the best part about that day? Get to meet the pros or um, feel like you're a pro yourself? You are pretty much <laughs> getting there. Um, well, the start was I liked that one. And I reckon the signing session that we had too was pretty cool. Heard you ran out of posters. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wanted your signature. I yeah. have one. Oh, I yeah. frame it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Hopefully. Who did um, you get to meet on the day? I got to take some photos. I have a photo with Luke Clout and Dan Reardon. Yeah. And I've always looked up to them and thought I could be as good as them. And I got to take some pictures with them. Yeah. And I got to well be, meet all of them because I went round and got some posters of them. Yeah, all, cool. And had a chat to them. So they're your top two favourite riders? Yeah, I'd say so. Mainly because they're on the Yamaha. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So bias. Yeah. yeah. Straight away. Right yeah. Colour. Yeah. And where do you think you might be going in a few weeks? That's pretty cool. So it didn't stop um, just there, did it? No. Nah. No. Where else are you going? Uh, maybe we are going to Melbourne to race the uh, at. Where is it? What stadium? Don't, oh. It starts with M. Fancy stadium in Melbourne. Fancy yeah. 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 Is that round four? The last or round, round I know that. Okay. It's the Ozex Open that we're Five. having. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So they asked you back. They liked yeah. your riding style. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it because you ride Yamaha? Yeah, mainly. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's because you like, <laughs> like your riding. All right, I've got a question. I'll give you another break, bud. Yeah. Well done. You're doing awesome. So, for the parents, um, your biggest, like, I guess we have a, a chat about this in the gym when I'm training with Jacko and different stuff is, um, and it happened, like we say, in football and everything like that. There's all these different sports, and so this is, like, the perfect chance to try and, like, break the gap. And what's, like, your biggest, I guess, maybe stereotypes, misconceptions, or something that you kind of want to just, like, get out to the world and let people know that this is maybe not how it is or anything like that? I just thought of a really good one is um, that we didn't talk about is that um, people think it's an individual sport. Yeah. Yeah, how obviously yeah. soccer and yeah. they're team yeah, teams, sports. Yeah. So they, they think that um, motocross is an individual sport and it's it's not. really it's not. I mean, Jack's made so many friends that he's super close with and 
yeah, cool. probably will be for years to come. And um, I think it's that's probably a big thing, you know. They obviously get on the track and there's rivalry and they're, you know, rubbing elbows and all that sort of thing to get around the first corner. But it's, you know, every family there, there's not too many that don't assist us in some kind of way. Yeah. And even Jack and his mates, you know, they, they sit there and talk about what lines. that It might change when they get older maybe a little bit, but I think uh, the mates that he's made and that we've made as well definitely hang around for a a long time, yeah, so hopefully. Yeah, it's just like individual that's a, sport. That's yeah, pretty that's cool. A, yeah, I didn't really yeah, think just, of it like that as just well. Kind of yeah. again, but it's definitely um, definitely a bit of a misconception, I think. Yeah, it's, it's so much so that we made the same error, I guess, and initially we put Jack in, let him have a go at motocross racing, but at the same time left him in AFL. So we had like a, what we thought, but an individual sport and also a team sport. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, we thought um, it would be good for him, but really... It, it we, what really opened yeah. our eyes was how much of a team sport it was because all the families help each other and we haven't met any family that wouldn't be willing to share a spare part or a tool or help watch, you know, other kids and we do the same for their kids. Why? Um, because one, um, there always has to be a representative from each rider that uh, marshal on, a, on, a, on the track. So... If you go there on your own, then you have to marshal a session. There's normally three sessions, and uh, you have to marshal a session. Yeah. And if you're on your own with one or two kids, then you need to rely on other friends that you've met to help you out with that. So yeah, okay. It, it's, um, yeah, really opened our eyes how much of a team sport it was. Sport it is, yeah, awesome. Anything else? Like maybe... I don't know, there's there's probably like heaps of things. I know I get it a lot with like football. People just think we step on a football field and kick a ball and yeah, get yeah, it in that's... our goal. Like it's massive and I've heard Jacko say like a few things about people just think the bike does all the work and he does nothing. And Yeah. yeah. Is there... Well, obviously Jack, you know, besides um, coming to you, Matt's for training, but he's he's got a couple of coaches as well that he sees regularly because um, it's not easy. It's, uh, it's, it's quite hard, isn't it, Jack? Like it's um, you've got to you've got to really concentrate and you've got to know exactly what you're doing. Otherwise, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about really. But you know you've got to have coaching and yeah and um yeah you can't just turn to up make on it. Day. Yeah, yeah, like if you yeah. really want to make it, I guess yeah. in this sport, then you've you, you've got to have all those types of things. If you asked anybody to just uh, you know, in your world, do a wall sit for yeah. Fifteen minutes. Uh, whether they anyone could just walk in off the street and do that, you, you're asking a a ten year old or a fifteen year old to jump on a motocross bike. They're not allowed to sit down, pretty much. They yeah. can only sit down on a on a corner. But the rest of the time, they're standing up. Yeah. And they they're not standing up with their legs straight. You know, they're um they, they have to have strong legs. Yeah. Strong and, body. Yeah, and it's one of those things that. Um, People think, yeah, because they just don't know that you can just sit on a motorbike, a nice cushy seat, and turn a throttle, and and the bike does everything. But yeah. in reality, you don't sit down; uh, you're standing up the whole time. So it's, it's yeah, he's got to be fit. He's got to get plenty of sleep. He's got to eat. You know, we've got a certain sort of regime with his eating on the day. You know, race days like proteins. He's got to have what something like 1,500, 1,800 calories before he's even jumped on the bike. Yeah. Which is pretty hard to do with a kid Little who body. sometimes doesn't even want to eat breakfast. Yeah. But just things like that. Jack's pretty good. He's pretty good. He doesn't eat most things. So, yeah, yeah, things like that, I guess. It's pretty involved. 
Yeah, it's not just turning up on the day and no, hoping for the best. The There's a lot of yeah. scheduling and routine that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And um, Jacko, some advice that you could give some young kids. So I know you are pretty young yourself, but surprisingly enough, you will have little kids looking at you. What's some advice that you could give them? Well, uh, for little kids that have just started, they'd be, so don't push yourself as soon as you hop on the bike, like, You'd want to get the slow basic stuff right first, like putting your leg up, elbows out, nice strong body, stand up, don't sit down because when you're going over some big bumps, maybe on the adult track, you're you're bouncing around like it's a roller coaster. So you'd want to stand up and like sort of soak them when you're on that little bike. And when you're going around a track, you'd want to like – suppose don't push yourself too hard like so then like you're gonna crash like because you're only like five or six or seven like you'd want to pace yourself maybe yeah pace yourself and then maybe when you get older you'd want to like start pushing yourself because if you're not riding out of your comfort like like your brother (laughs) does he pace himself (laughs) no (laughs) but um um so when you get older, you can't ride in your comfort zone. You'd sort of want to push yourself a little bit. So you're coming into a corner and you you normally back off here, but you want to back off a little bit further and, like, people are going around you and, like, you're thinking, well, maybe I can back back off a little bit later than what I am. So then that gains you an extra half a second and yeah. then... There might be somebody behind you that normally overtakes you there, but because you've gone a little bit further, you can squeeze in in front of them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good advice. Yeah. Everyone looks up to you now, the young ones. Yeah. Does Rusty ask you questions yet? Uh, Sometimes. Or does he think he knows everything? Six years old? He thinks he knows everything. He doesn't take any advice. Rusty does what Rusty wants to do, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It could be hard and especially giving advice at a young age, it is pretty hard. Um, and parents, like any advice that you I know we like have like heaps of different conversations about different things, but like any advice that you'd wanna give to other parents that maybe are starting out, maybe they they have the five and six year olds now and maybe they're listening to this and what's something that you could maybe give these parents advice or tips, what to buy, not to buy, what to do, what not to do. I'd uh we didn't even know there was a such thing as a motocross coach when we first got into this. Okay. So I would uh, research that there's, there's actually more than you think. That's just how naive we were when we got into it. We didn't know there was, uh, I guess, coaches places you can go yeah. and coaches. And so there are plenty out there to, to seek expert advice, I guess. Um, uh, also, Jack just touched on it then, to expect injuries. Like Jack's had two significant injuries now where which required a an ambulance and you know casts and stuff like that and so it's one of those things that's going to happen at some point and mm. and credit to jack he's gone through two of those experiences and and still wants to continue riding and racing so uh, i keep saying to him there's plenty of kids that you're riding against that haven't had an injury yet and um you know they haven't had to wear a cast for a certain period of time and so you don't know how they're going to deal with that but as I say, credit to Jack. He's gone through that twice now and still wants to do it. So. Yeah. 
I think you can't go into the sport expecting that it won't happen because it probably will. Pretty dangerous sport, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's hard to watch, especially when you know um, sometimes you what mood Jack or Rusty are in, you know, yeah. like or if they're not feeling a bit well. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's a little bit hard to watch as a, as a parent, but, um, you know, you know they're out there doing what they want to do, so it's got to... Sometimes look through your fingers. Yeah, mum's always <laughs> standing there on the sideline. Yeah. I know my mum was like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many different things with sport. And, like, I think another big thing too if, um, is people just say, I don't understand what, like, parents go through. And, like, I know the kids, you guys said you, like, try and shelter a lot. I'm sure my parents did that um, growing up. But I think a lot of people think me and, like, Jacko, we get spoiled from young ages because it's – our parents give us everything. But the thing is we – people don't understand is, yeah, that – Jack's 10 years old and trains four times a week and has mm. multiple coaches and trainers yeah. and everything like that. And, yeah. yeah, I just – I don't know. What's your thoughts on it? Like, do you, yeah. I don't know, resonate with that? Like, is there something that you guys want to just, like, tell people yeah, or let them know definitely. that it's like – you? I suppose anyone would go to the end of their earth for their kids. Like, obviously, I don't have kids and that will be a I while away. Will. But, like, yeah, 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 like, it's just yeah. a lot of people don't understand that – if their kid wanted to do something and they had the funds, of course you're going to do it for your child. Like, do you guys get yeah. that often or? No, no, not often, but probably because we hang out with motocross families every weekend. But, um, you know, I have had the comment before that, geez, you know, you spoil your kids. Yeah. And, and I say, I think, and I never take it to heart because, yeah. um, you know, they don't really know, uh, one, how Jack had dedicated and hardworking and committed how much he wants that it, yeah. Jack is. Yeah. And Rusty's, you know, the same. He's, he's coming to, to, turning out to be the same. But So I never take it to heart. But I think, um, I suppose, from the outside looking in, it does look like we spoil our kids because yeah. uh, as parents we don't do a lot for ourselves. You know, all I do for myself really is go to the gym and yeah. I won't give that up. And, and um, Jack's dad just kind of hangs out in the shed really and does his thing which I think keeps him he's happy enough to do that but yeah so that from the outside looking in I suppose they do look like they're spoiled yeah that's good advice for um any parents that are starting out that yeah yeah don't kind of listen to maybe some of the comments and it's like anyone not even just the sport but any comments just in life to not necessarily take it to heart that's good that you don't you're right in the thick of it yeah you know and at the level that I guess our boys are are racing at they need the neck braces they need the boots they need the wrist guards they need the the good decent helmets you know so it is a lot of money that we're forking out but and um but that's just what they need to be able to follow their dreams so it's just the way it is and and um it's so time consuming that I suppose it does look like they're spoiled because we don't necessarily do anything for ourselves um we're always at the motocross track but we all enjoy it as a family we enjoy going away so that's a cool thing it's a family like you're saying it's a family thing it's yeah uh, I reckon for me, I'd rather be all together as something than, I don't know, son and dad out fishing and then yeah. mum and son shopping and, like, it's a split for the weekend. Like, it's awesome yeah. to see that you guys are together all the time. I reckon that's probably a big thing. Yeah. And, and um, I think you touched on it before too that um, even with your training, Maddie, that Jack knows that if he doesn't train yeah, the, the, the two other days of the week, then we've always, you know, told him that, we can't afford to send you to a um, personal trainer if you're not putting in the effort at home as well. Yeah. So I can come home from work late of a night and see Jack without being prompted and he's already training. Yeah. Um, then you know that he wants to go to the PT session the next day. So it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you see him pushing himself and having a go and, and working hard 
off the bike, then you're prepared to spend the time in the shed or um, I guess spend the time travelling to different tracks and stuff like that because you know how hard they want it. But, yeah, and yeah. it's not an easy sport. We've, like we've always said to Jack, if, if his effort levels drop, then so will ours because yeah. it, that's just what it shows up. So yeah. we're always saying that his effort, like we'll, we'll match his We'll effort. match whatever you're at. We'll yeah. match his levels. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good thing for parents to know that like, yeah, yeah. don't push your kids, but yeah, watch what yeah. they do and, and they kind of guide you to yeah. where they want to be and what they want to do. And we have some hard hitting conversations as well, which you wouldn't have at the age of 9, 10, 11, you know, yeah. we, we call them a lounge chat. We'll yep. sit down in the lounge and we'll have conversations with Jack and really they're, you know, 15, 16-year-old conversations because yep. he needs to know that um, he needs to – we'll match his – you know, his level needs to be up there if he wants to go anywhere, so. Yeah, what's your favourite – I just thought of this question. What's your favourite ch- track? Um, well, I've got quite a few favourite tracks. Um, oh. <laughs> All uh, right, we'll be here for 10 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what are your um, favourites? Well, I have the the Gilman South Australia track that we had for the Aussie titles. Yeah, so South Australia, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Mount Kembla near Port Kembla. Yep. Um, I like Nara Motorplex uh, because they have the big jumps and I like jumping them. Big jumps. All right. Yeah. Are all your kids paying attention? Nara parents, big jumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Avoid them to start. Um... But I suppose Nara does have little tracks for kids. Um, so does Mount Kembla too. Uh, one of my other favourite tracks is I, I like Maitland uh, Complex. Yeah, they have. Newcastle. That's near Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, roughly around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't. Uh, Canberra. Yeah, that's one of my jumps. I like that one because it has the big jumps too. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, they also have a like kids track too. Yeah. So, so if um, anyone takes anything out of this podcast, it's Niara and Canberra for the big jumps. Yeah. Adrenaline yeah. rush. Yeah, yeah. What's the yeah. hardest track that you've ever raced? Hardest track actually would be one of my favourite tracks, uh, South Australia Gilman, because yeah. I wasn't actually expecting it to be that bumpy and that rough. Like I've never got arm pump in my. Like I remember mum messaging me that yeah I've got never got I've never got arm pump in my whole career of yep. racing and I go to Gilman and like one heat race I'm like oh I can't move my arms my fingers are like frozen and like my like my arms have never gone through that I suppose because but I suppose now I know that uh my arms how do you get rid of arm pump um, well, on the line, uh, on the finals that I had, I was putting my fingers, like, on the bars and, like, stretching, stretching. it out. Yeah. Um, one of them, like, sort of massaging it with your fingers. Um, another one. So if any races get arm pump, this is what you have to do. Yeah. So stretch your, stretch your arms out before you go racing. Uh. I also I warm up my shoulders. I was about to say, what's your pre? I was about to say pre-game, but pre-race. Um, do you have a ritual? Do you have something that you do before you race? So on the gate, I always make well before I actually go out. I make sure I do forty star jumps in my gear, and so some at the Aussies I did ten push-ups in my gear. Um, uh, like high knees. 
like trying to touch my toes, which I can't do at the moment. So <laughs> I'll train on that. Um, uh, and then on the gate, I'll make sure I stretch my arms out, warm my shoulders up. I go uh, one arm rotate round and round and then do it backwards. Yep. And then other arm. And then I go from one, like you, the say your right side of your body, across to like try and touch your left shoulder and then like do that a few times yeah. and then same with the other one. And then say like you're swimming, big long arms, yeah. like sort of thing, like freestyle. Yeah, cool. And That's your routine. Yeah. I, I want that. everyone to know that Jack's doing the exercises. <laughs> I know you can't see, but he's showing me all these exercises as he's um, talking. It's awesome. And on the on the line, I always make sure I clap my uh, like slam my front plate before I go out. And yeah, routine. I also superstitious. I like get me. my I get my fist and like pump it up against my chest, like yeah. for nerves sort of thing. Yeah, awesome. Um, and I always make sure that I am breathing on the line. Yeah, I think that what you just touched on before is like doing star jumps in your gear it's two times as hard yeah out of your gear i think that's very smart a lot of like athletes that's what i said to you one day like bring your boots into the gym i was i think of all these random things that i'm driving home and i thought well us football players we train in our boots and our shin pads and gear and whatever and you see rugby players like obviously there's not as much gear but every like sport you're training your gear no matter where they are so why don't motocross riders train in their gear like i walk into the gym and have my football shirt on i know it's just a shirt but still it's your gear at the end of the day you're wearing indoor boots when you're training or whatever it is so i think that that's a good thing for young riders to know is like they need to start training in their boots what do we do we did a leg extensions and i made him wear his boots yeah and he said it was 10 times harder wasn't it <laughs> yeah than it was. just in your in your joggers yeah so i think that's a good tip yeah was that super super hard or just a little bit harder with the boots it was probably it wasn't say it was super super hard but I think that it was at least instead of doing say twenty to thirty reps, yeah, leg with your legs, yeah, like it would be like ten or fifteen because like one and a half kilos. Yeah, it's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, what what are the points of contact on a bike? How do you hang onto the bike? Oh, okay. So, uh, for the thing that I can tell anybody about, like what is a good thing to do that um. So lots of people, they just hang on with their arms and the knees are, like, flapping all over the place. So And yeah. then that's how they sort of get arm pump. And I found at the Aussies, um, like, t- squeezing tighter with my knees than I normally do actually prevented getting as bad arm pump. Arm pump, yeah, okay. And so that's – so you've got your hands. That's your first and point. And your arms. Yeah. And then you've got your knees, like, in between your knees. Make okay. sure you're squeezing all the time. Yep. And your toes and your ankles. Okay, so three points of contact pretty much yeah. for any riders out there. Yeah. So you need to do, which one's the hardest one? I'd say the uh, legs would be heaps hard. I'd to squeeze a bike. I'd say the knees and the toes. Yeah. The knees have come sort of natural and, well, you know, the arms, like you have to hang on. You can't go no-handed yeah. over big jumps and stuff. So Not no, yet. No, not yet. No, not maybe yet. one day. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I'd say your toes. You can't be um. You sort of is it duck toed, like pointing in. Yeah, pigeon toed. Pigeon toed. Yeah, figured that's yeah. how you. Yeah. Lunge. So pigeon toed when you're always riding, sort of thing, and then 
to change gears, you sort of, you have to come out of pigeon toe sort of area and, like, hook it around the gear lever if you have one. Yeah. For the, like, 65s and up. Um, and the uh, back brake will... Oh, that's one. Uh, I've I've been picked on this before when I was just starting, but with your when changing down gears or hitting the back brake, you don't want to use your thigh muscle. It's like so, like that sort of thing. Okay. Like going, moving your whole leg up and down. Yeah. To get to the gear lever or the back brake, you'd sort of want to use below your knee. So like. Leave your knee there. So just Anything. move, yeah. So, like, say from your knee down your toes. Yeah. Like, you have to keep your knee and up still. Yep. And I've seen lot of lots of riders do it, like, and it's they're, hard. like, in the top levels and third place is doing it. And, like, <laughs> it... <laughs> What's with that? <laughs> yeah. And, um, like, we all... I, you can always find it because... It's actually a really big movement, and plus that's actually losing like a second or two. Yeah. Doing that, and whenever when somebody's changing down gears using below their knee, and then somebody else is going with their whole thigh, it's a lot quicker doing it below your knee. Which is the coach that picked you up on that? Greg Moss. Greg Moss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was on my fifty, I did it a lot, but now I don't really as much. Yeah, and what about going around, um, this is something that I like, what about when you go around corners, why do you have to lift your leg up and turn your toe in? Do you know? So, What's that? well, if, say, it's on an inside and you've got a bit of, like, a bank, mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't want to get your toe clipped on the side of the bankment yep. and, like, get it, like, wedged, in, yeah. wedged in between your the thing and the bike. Um Leg up because, like, well, if you had your feet, like, your pegs sometimes in ruts, they scrape. And just imagine having your foot on there. Yeah, Going okay. along, it's a deep rut. And then your foot flings off and then you crash. Yeah, okay. Like, that's why you sort of had, have your leg up. And then the toe in, um, I think for memory, <laughs> I sort of forgot. But, that's um, all right. Um... Well, not getting wedged in between the bike and sort of a bit more, like, balance and, like... So uh, we went to uh, an American coach uh, time, one time, and he said that you want to be rubbing your plastics off on your fender. Okay. So, like... uh, like, Keep everything tight. Yeah, keep everything tight and, like... So, say, with the pointing in the toe, like, you want to keep it near the front guard, not, like, hanging out and, like, your legs going all floppy and stuff. Yeah, awesome. Keeps weight over the front. Yeah, I was going to say, so yeah. it's good balance yeah. and everything. That's, yeah. like, a big thing, yeah. And what about, um, can you squeeze your knees if you're not pigeon-toed? It... Nah, I've done that. Know. Have you yeah, ever tried that, that, Oh, I haven't tried doing that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really hard. Yeah. And then if you do do the pigeon-toed, that's obviously... Heaps easier. Easy. Heaps easier. Yeah. You can do that yeah. standing right now. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so then if you're not pigeon-toed, you can't squeeze your knees, so that leaves you with your arms, and that's why you get yeah, arm, arm pump. pump. It's a lot harder. Mm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, we might wrap it up soon. Anything else you guys want to touch on, talk about, give some tips and tricks, where to go, where not to go? No. No, no I, I just, uh, I guess just expect lots of travel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, expect a, lots of travel. travel. Yeah. yeah, and just a busy week. You know, if we're not doing bikes, we're organising to pack the caravan to go away because it's, you know, 
there's lots yeah. of travel and all that in between work and school and gym and yeah. eating and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Shopping thing. Um, I love your setup with your Sprinter van. Like, do you have to get the this gonna the trailer at the back of like cars, or do you find the Sprinter van like easier? Yeah, well, Harder that's easier. pretty much for me, really, yeah. because I'm not a fan of towing. Okay. So if it's it gets, you know, sometimes it's just me and the boys. So um, I prefer to just jump in that and we can all sleep yeah. in there sometimes, you know. It sleeps, yeah. Well, it sleeps the four of us, but yeah. that way I don't have to tow the caravan. So it's Yeah, how long did that take you to kit out or do? Or uh, we had it done, but it was a good six weeks probably worth of getting it uh, sorted. But yeah, it was a big investment for us and it was like, um, I guess, way over the top what we expected at the time, but it's, it makes our life easy. It's easier. Yeah. So you had to go outsource the van? And then had to find someone else to kit it out the way, like yeah, just yeah. To we design told it. them what we wanted. Okay. Yeah. And, and we, how many we, bikes does that? F- it does it fit? It fits all three, doesn't it? Three it and fit then four. you actually fit four. So when the boys get bigger bikes, will they still <laughs> maybe two, oh, yeah. maybe one, two? I'd say. I reckon really. you'd be driving yourself by then, anyway. You can fit. Yeah. When Dad had a bike, you could fit Rusty's fifty, my sixty-five, and. Is one two five or four fifty? Cool. So you don't necessarily need a trailer; you just need to find a real big van. Yeah, and yeah get it kitted work. out. The only yeah. thing uh, you could say annoying about the van is when you wanted to get it into a park, park, a uh, car park, park. Yeah. And you got the clearance levels. Oh yeah. Oh, that annoys you. You're not even driving. <laughs> no. Dad's gone into like to get into a car park before. Yeah. And then it's like below, like two two meters uh, high. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like our oh, sprinter's like two point four or two point six, whatever it is. And then like we struggles of the passenger. Hey. Uh, <laughs> terrible. He's got so much to worry about. I tell you what, though, we had a we had an experience when we had an open trailer at Mount Kembler, and we were way away from the car. Oh, and we had a normal rainy. trailer <clears throat> and then we thought we better go down because it's going to rain and then it just bucketed down so you basically just got to stand outside in the rain with that sort of setup you yeah. got to strap them down yeah. in the rain and get undressed in the rain and yeah so it made our life pretty easy being able to just jump in yeah. the back of the van if it's did you pull out like the what's that the awning yeah the awning yeah. and everything so it's like a full setup yeah, yeah. It's a smart investment then yeah made our life easier yeah, and where did because you went to Tasmania like this mm. time last year with it, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah, we had a family just, holiday. Yeah, yeah we was that just heaps easier? So you don't even need to do motocross just if you want to go on a family holiday. Yeah, no, screw no, the no. caravan. Yeah, no, just yeah, take well, the just find a van, get yeah. it kitted out. It so we were good. thinking we haven't told Jack this yet, but maybe take another two or three weeks off the bike, no motorbikes. What do you think, mate? No, nah. no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> How long? Like, what's your limit, Jack? Uh, uh, a week. Two days, is it? Oh, I'd say four to a week. Maybe. A week. When four was the last time you got on a bike? This week it was Friday today. Friday. When but like holidays, it sort of throws me off a little bit because I, like, I wouldn't say at least two weeks like we did. So like my riding level sort of dropped a little bit. Yeah. But um, I'd say at least a week would be for me anyway. Be max. Mum wants to go to Bali and stay there for like. Three weeks. Oh, he could get on one of the mopeds, probably. Be yeah, like, yeah, you'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. I got on one of those in Bali, and I sucked at that. I was heaps scared. <laughs> me, Tom, and Mads were like three, three, three of us on the one, because me and Maddie wouldn't like ride. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could just do the mopeds in Bali. You're fine. 
Yeah. Go make some jumps somewhere. Yeah. They have no, no rules over off. there. Yeah, they have no Mum rules. Mum can go to Bali. We'll go somewhere and train, won't we, Jack? Yeah, we'll go to, like, Greg Moss's place or something. <laughs> See, like, Greg will come with me. I'll come with you. Yeah. I'll go to Bali, Mum. Yeah, we'll have a holiday. All righty, we'll wrap it up there. So thank you for coming on, guys. How no, was the thanks. experience? Good. I mean, we're... Yeah, it's um, good. We are, we are, you're a part of our MX family, Mads, yeah, you're, you're there it. and we appreciate your, your support and everything that you do for Jack, it's, it's really good because you obviously go above and beyond, you don't just, um, hence why we're here I suppose. Thanks, yeah. yeah we do really appreciate it. a really good it. point, we, um, you're not one of those PT, and I know it's not about you, it was about Jack, but you're not one of those PTs that'll just take money for the sake of it, you go the extra mile and you look into what sort of training Jack's going to need for a sport that you probably haven't trained other kids looking in before. Up, so you're, you're making up looking different up exercises. and Exercises, I do it. Looking up what Luke Clapp Yeah, I wasn't well Luke. this week and I finally figured, well, I didn't know their names till the weekend. Yeah. And so then I just like YouTubed Luke Clapp workouts. Easy. And I just was watching them. It was good. Yeah. Sitting on the lounge. But yeah, no, thank you for that. I appreciate oh, that's it. That's all right. You're, um, yeah, you're on this journey and we'll see how far it Six takes nine. us. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're going to go have some food and leave you guys all alone. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. If you could comment, share, subscribe, that would be awesome. Um, And if you have any more questions from Jacko, you can go to his Instagram and ask him a bunch of questions because he has to get used to that now because he'll get it when he's famous. All right, thanks, guys. Say bye and we'll finish up there. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Cheers. Never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do